holding on Lamed of the new book, the last paragraph, and on Chav uh, base of the previous books. It's about, uh, let's say, a third of the way down. So now we're going to come back to the idea of how we started this meditation. So this is the idea of to love Hashem because He is your life. Now remember, that's the title of this meditation. Just like a person loves the fact that he's alive. And he realizes and he recognizes that the main part inside of him is his nefesh, that it's giving him his life and that that's what is really keeping him going. That's why he has to say that he loves his soul. Right? In other words, he thinks about it like this. A person, when he says he loves himself and he wants to stay alive, he's not thinking about himself as his toes, right? Or his fingers or his shoulder or something like that. His, he, himself is himself, right? It's, it's the soul that's inside of him. It's his consciousness. It's his, you know, the, the inanimate part, or not the inanimate, the intangible part of himself. That that's the way he looks at himself. That's his, that's his soul. That's, that's what he loves. And he wants to express himself. So we have to use, just as we've uh, concluding this whole thought in this whole meditation that we've discussed up until now. So he has to approach it in a similar way. That that's why he, has to, that's why he wants to love Hashem. Because Hashem is his life. So when a person meditates, how the elokus, right, is really the chaya chayim, right? Elokus is the life of all life. The kol chayis ha'olam ba'nivrayim hume elokus, that all of the things that are existing in the world, right, are really coming from this elokus. So therefore, if that's the fact as we've been describing up until now for the last couple of pages. So then, who I That's the main thing. Then, that's what he has to be totally involved in. So he wants and he loves the Abishter, the Hainu, that in everything that he does, in the superficial aspects of the world, for example, when he's eating or drinking, or when he's in the mouth in business dealings so he recognizes in the situation that he doesn't just want the physical thing for itself he wants the godliness that's inside of it and so therefore when he approaches all of these things that he is involved in in the physical world that has to be the approach Right, that it should add to his power, to his strength, to his energy, through this thing, in other words, if he looks at the world as being a prop in his play, so it's the fuel to give him the opportunity to be able to do the main thing, which is to do the Torah mitzvahs. That becomes his mindset. So in everything that he does, whether it's in his eating, it's to elevate the sparks of godliness, Right to give him a chayis and drinking, 
when he does business, the objective of the business is that he should make money to give tzedakah, that he should make money in order to give his children a, a nice Jewish education, to make money in order that he should have time to be able to spend his time learning taira. That is the approach that he's taking. So everything that he's using in the world, or everything that he's involved with in the world, right, is for a godly purpose. Now, obviously, when he's involved in a business deal, he has to be involved in the business deal. But at the same time, he recognizes what's the point of this business deal. The point of the business deal is not a Lamborghini. That's not the point of the business deal. The point of the business deal is that he should have the money to do mitzvahs with. That's the idea. Like it says that the wine and its smell, it, it opens up a person's mind. Like the whole story with regards to, that it mentions in um, in uh, in in also in Tanya, that he brings the idea in Perak Zion of Tanya that, that Rabbah would, would first, he would drink wine, then he would go and paskin. Because the, the, there's a godly spark in the wine too. And the godly spark in the wine has the potential to open up his mind in order that he should be able to serve the Abishter. Right? That he should be able to have a clarity in terms of learning, in terms of davening, in terms of, in terms of judging a particular uh, a, a case in Beistin. Each of the things of this world need to be used with that kavana in mind, with that idea in mind. Like it says also another point over there in, 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 uh, in Tanya. It says that until he would eat the meat of an ox, right, uh, basically red meat, he wouldn't, uh, he, wouldn't daven, he wouldn't be able to, like, that in other words, to be able to learn to daven, the same idea. Because in the, spar- in, the, in the meat itself is also a spark of godliness. And that spark of godliness is what opens up his mind to be able to, uh, to relate, to understand, to, to gain the godly knowledge that he wants, that he needs, to be able to, to, be able to connect in that manner. So therefore the whole idea of why it is that he's davening uh, excuse me, why it is that he's eating and drinking is only in order that he should be able to learn, to daven, to, right? That's the objective of it. In other words, no one uh, is going after the gasoline for his car because he thinks the gasoline is, uh, is like where it's at. The gasoline is not where it's at, right? He's not smelling the gasoline and he's not tasting the gasoline. He's not, no, he needs the gasoline in order that his car should drive to a certain place. And inside that aspect also, the car. Right? It doesn't have to be the car is the car is a an interesting product because you could have a car that can cost, you know, uh, whatever it is, twenty thousand dollars or something like that, and you could have a car that costs uh, two hundred thousand dollars. So the question is, why do I have a car? Do I have a car in order to show off to my friends, in order to, you know, whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Or is, or is the car for the purpose of driving somewhere? Taking you from point A to point B. Right? In order that you should be able to go to a Fabrengen, you should go to a Simcha, that you should be able to uh, do shopping for your family, etc. That's, that's the idea. So everything in the Gashmistical world, what he's saying here, it has to be thought about in terms of what is the Kavana? What is the point of why I'm getting this? Why is, what is the point of why I'm involved in this? That's, that has to be the approach. Right? So automatically, when a person comes with that approach, so then automatically, with this approach, he's going to be very careful in how he uses the Gashmi's Dick of World. Now, what is he saying here? 
He's going to be careful with the things that are permissible to him. Here we're not talking about things that are usr. Things that are usr are usr, right? But he's going to think, why am I getting myself involved in this thing that's mutter? In other words, is the whole point of eating this is only just to fulfill a taiva that I have? Or is there a good nutritional value to this that I should be able to uh, you know, use it to make myself stronger, to be able to serve the Abishter better, to learn better, to daven better, etc., etc.? Or is it just, you know, I just want to fill, you know, fill this taiva up? Right? And that becomes the approach with everything. Right? So a person could get a Toyota... Uh, you know, a Toyota Camry or whatever, which is a simple, a nice car, a decent car that drives you from place to place, or a person could buy a Maserati, right? So the question is, what, what is he gaining on the deal by getting the Maserati? He's certainly spending a lot more money on it, right? So the question is, is, is that's how he has to approach all of the different things in the world that are permissible. Like the Friedrich Rebbe says that the world says that what is forbidden is, for, uh, excuse me, what is permissible is permissible, and what is forbidden we see if it's possible to make it permitted. Right? The Lubavitchers hold a different way. Lubavitchers hold that what is forbidden is forbidden, and what is permissible we have to see is it really necessary? Zayom Yom, right? So the idea behind that is what? The idea behind that is. That a person has to constantly be thinking to himself, why am I using this thing? What do I need this for? What is the point of it? Am I just getting totally swept up in the, in the clip of this world? Right? So in other words, if you go back to our uh, you know, discussions before in Tanya and, and th- of this nature, is that, that Lubavitch looks, right, that the Chabad uh, approach is based on Kabbalah, that the world is not split into three. The world is split into two, right? The general approach of the world is that it's split into three. There's mitzvahs on the one side. There's averas on the other side. And then there's a whole neutral ground in the middle, which is not a mitzvah, but not an avera. So it's permissible, right? That's the way the world looks at things, right? Along comes Kabbalah, and Kabbalah says that that's not actually true. That it's only two things in the world. It's either Kedusha or Klipa. Right? So that has to be established in a person's mind, L'Chathchila, from the beginning. Then, the Alter Rebbe comes from going from chapter 6, where he establishes that point, to chapter 7 in Tanya. He now says that within the world of Klipa, however, there is a certain category of entity that is, we have the capability of elevating. That's a different story altogether. That is, l'chatchila, it is klipa. But if you're going to use it for a positive purpose, you are able to elevate it from klipa and bring it into kedusha. So, for example, a cow. A cow is not a holy thing. A cow is klipa. However, a cow is klipa's noiga, which means that there is the capability of a person being able to elevate that cow, and therefore we are able to, right, to make a cholent on Shabbos and whatever else we do with it, right? So, 
the approach that he's saying here is that how am I looking at this physical thing or of this physical world, whether it's my eating, my drinking, my business, my whatever it is. Because clearly Hashem wants us to be involved in the physical world. In other words, He's not telling us that we should move out to the Himalayas and sit on the mountaintop. That's not the approach. Adarabha, we are supposed to be very much involved in the physical world. However, our approach to the physical world is focused on this point that we're saying here. Am I getting involved in this physical thing because of a holy reason? Or am I getting involved in this physical thing because of my nefesh of Bahamias? My nefesh of Bahamias just wants to fill out its taiva. So there's no problem in using the physical world. In other words, we're not supposed to abstain from the physical world. We're supposed to use the physical world. But our approach to how we use the physical world is supposed to be a holy approach. That's the way we have to look at it. So therefore, once a person recognizes this point and he wants the elokus in it, hainu. What does that mean? L'shem shemayim canal, like we said before, we're doing things l'shem shemayim. So then, what happens is that it becomes maspik. Maspik, it like it's it's enough. Only that which he needs. Like, it, it's enough for him. It's like, it's good. We can do it. It's not a problem. Right? Whatever he needs is what he needs, and everything else, forget it. He doesn't need it. If he doesn't need it, doesn't need it. That's it. Good? Yeah? So then he says, So also with regards to doing business. It has to be that the kavana is that through him profiting, then his brain and his heart should be available, should be open. Panui means literally open, right? But it, the idea here is that it should be, that he should be able to focus. To be able to do his taira, to be able to do his avaida, right? In order that he should be able to do with the mitzvahs, kamo, mitzvahs tzedakah, right? So again, what's his approach for business? His approach that he wants to make millions of dollars, that way he can, you know, buy the biggest castle, you know, in, 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 in the world, or to buy the most expensive car in the world, or buy a private jet, or whatever, like, what, what, what is the approach? So the secular world is constantly telling us the approach is, you know, to become bigger, better, to have more gashmias, etc. Like that. That's not our approach. Our approach is that Hashem does want us to be involved in the, in the physical world. Like we're learning in the Gemara, right? On Daf, uh, Lamed Hay and Mud Beis in, in Brachas. Right? That many people tried to do like Rabbi Shim Bar Yochai and they weren't successful. And other people, they tried to do, like Rabbi Yishmael's opinion, and they were successful. They succeeded, right? That uh, the, the opinion is that they should work, and then they should also set Kriyas Itim Taira, set up specific times to learn Taira, and, right, that they should be able to have that balance. So Hashem does want us to be involved in the world. He does want us to be involved in business. Right, like it says, we're going to go out and collect and gather the grain. So it's clear that that is part of the equation, that that's part of the, that's part of the deal, right? However, that it's, it's, it's for the point of 
the greater whole, which is the idea of being able to learn, being able to daven, being able to give tzedakah, etc. So then automatically, he's going to set up his business in a way that the business is not going to disturb him, it's not going to bother him, it's not going to impact him from being able to do his Torah and his Avaida. Yeah? Alright. So I think we'll, uh, we'll stop here for today. And we will continue, God willing, tomorrow. Good? Alright.